they must have some pretty awesome lawyers, you know, because yeah, I'm, I don't know, I'm man. sure the cops are involved yeah. at the breakup of a lot of these <laughs> these full <laughs> full group pranks that he pulls, you know. Yeah. Like could you imagine you as a secret service person walking around that building and then finding out that there was someone in the room that you didn't know about that just broke like broke out? Hey, Altaro. What's going on? We got a podcast, The Buff and the Blazer. If I was a listener, where would I go to find more? You can check us out on our website, thebuffandtheblazer.com. Drew over there writes an article that goes along with every single episode. You can find all kinds of little extras on the articles, and you can listen to the podcast right there. Also, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, we're on Twitter, at Buff and Blazer. Follow us there. Get those clicks, people. The Buff and the Blazer. Welcome to the Buff and the Blazer, episode 45. I'm Drew, and as always, I'm here with Mr. L. Tato. Yo! What's going on? Another much. <laughs> another week, another movie. A really, really funny movie. Dude, this one was so much fun. I had a blast watching this movie. We're maybe a week late with all the big hype around the reviews, but we're going to be talking about Borat's subsequent movie film. And I, I told you before we started the show that I really love the full title of this film. It's... Uh, Borat's sub- subsequent movie film, Delivery of Prodigious Bribe to American Regime for Make Benefit Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, directed by Jason Woliner and written by Sasha Baron Cohen with a whole list of other writing credits. But yeah, man, this movie was fantastic. It was really good. So, I mean, we both watched it on Amazon Prime. I watched it a few days ago. When did you watch your watch it yesterday? Last night. Last night. Okay, so it's still pretty fresh in your head. What did you think uh, after watching this? You'd seen the first one, right? Yeah. Well, going all the way back to the Ali G show in the early two thousands on HBO is when I started getting into Sasha Baron Cohen stuff, and that's where the character of Borat originally comes from. Right. And th- th- at first, they were just you know like five seven minute clips that he would intersperse throughout the the episode the Ali g episode yeah and i've been a huge fan ever since man and this lived up to what all the other ones were in terms of greatness in terms of genius satire in terms of like ultimate prankster i don't i don't really know if the only person i can compare him to is like andy kaufman and I don't really know yeah. if the stuff Kaufman did, which was revolutionary at the time, but I don't even know if you can put that those kind of pranks on the same scale that Sasha Baron Cohen has kind of achieved. Yeah. And I was just blown away, man. It's probably the hardest I've laughed in a movie since either the first one or since Team America or since a s- specific South Park episodes like... All the time, he makes me laugh harder than <laughs> than you could ever imagine. And the, the level of awkward that he puts people in and that it comes across on screen is just like so far beyond pushing the, the limits of comedy and satire that yeah. is just a total home run, man. <laughs> it's insanely poignant, insanely like timely. It came out, you know, the week before this election, and it's just so good. <laughs> so goddamn good. Yeah. it's. Um, I liked the first Borat film, and I'd seen a lot of clips of the Ali G show. And this one, I just enjoyed this one so much more than I did the first Borat. This one oddly has, like, a story built L- into it. A little bit, yeah. There's, like, two stories. There's the satirical yeah. sub-story that you're supposed to understand. Right. And then there's the really stupid, goofy, real plot line that they write in, right? 
Yeah. And it just showcases how much of a master like Sasha Baron Cohen is because he's able to, I mean, this film overall, it's all improv because it takes place within the real world. Like he's infiltrating these groups and talking to real people while also kind of maintaining an outline of a script or a story. And just to be able to balance those two out so well and to have them interweave so easily, I don't see how you can get the result that he he got in this film. It's so well done and really, really hard to do. And the guy's like, he's just like a comedic genius, this this man. He's... <laughs> do you think there's like a really, really large amount of cut floor stuff that he tried on all kinds of different peoples I'm... and they just didn't work out the way? Yeah. I'm sure there is, and I know there's a bunch of like uh, deleted scenes, yeah, and stuff that were released. I haven't had a chance to go through them, but at some point I will. But yeah, I'm sure they tried a bunch because the result they got, I'm sure they took the best that they had. Because they filmed, you can tell they filmed the movie basically this past year, yeah, fairly quickly. But from somewhere in probably late winter up until probably august right because the kind of climax of the movie i remember when all that came out on the oh, yeah. old twitter world and on reddit and stuff and i remember that was a only bunch... a few months back that was like in august yeah like the part where he's at the rally exactly up on yeah. stage i remember hearing that and yeah. that wasn't too long ago so and there's a big section of something that happened there that isn't in this movie at all that oh, was okay. that came out on twitter and stuff just that even showcases his genius even more <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll bring that up later though. I'll talk about it later. Okay, yeah, that's uh, I want to hear about that. But overall, I, this film was like a joy to watch. It was so much fun, and what what's kind of interesting about it is, I felt like he's not so much trying to go out and expose anybody. Like he's not trying to go out and make people look like they're they're morons or idiots. Like he's just there. And he's just there interacting. And that's what I thought was was kind of different and kind of cool. Is like, maybe if you're on the other side of the spectrum, you're kind of like, oh, this movie, he's just totally trying to expose us. But I never felt that way. I felt like he just had a camera rolling and he's being Borat. And people react however they're going to react to him. And that's what was so fun to me. <laughs> it has kind of a weird, like, cheesy and stupid, like, sweet finish. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I just wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. Well, I knew it was going to be great just from a comedy standpoint. Yeah. Because I've just been such a fan. And he has, he figured out basically like the ultimate hack of how to like expose people's like subconscious cultural rel relativism. Uh huh. That's kind of hidden behind not wanting to be rude. And he, yeah. he basically figured out a long time ago, if somebody believes that you are from another country, then all of yeah. your preconceptions are kind of off the table because they want to make the present mo moment as least awkward yeah. as possible. And right. they don't want to come across as being a, like offended by his culture or something. But in yeah. doing that, he gets people to really go along with some pretty horrible things oh man yeah like when he's shopping for a cage for his daughter <laughs> totally <laughs> i was like oh my god uh or the propane tanks like how many it would take to how uh, many gypsies could he yeah. gas with one tank of propane and the guy's like oh you the know, guy's totally like thinking 20 gypsies you're gonna need the whole the bigger <laughs> tank oh my god yeah it's incredible and this is going to be a really hard one for me, like without just going, remember that part, remember this part. Um, yeah, I guess we don't want to give away too much because <laughs> no. there's some pretty outrageous. It's not like it's giving away the plot or anything because right. it's it's really the, the subplot that's yeah. the, the, where the messages lie that we can, yeah. that we can talk about. Right. But like the actual, there's just scenes that are, catch you off guard as much as ones in the first one. Like, so in the first <laughs> one, you know, when him and the, what, what, I forget it. I forget it. The, 
producer's name, but the oh, big yeah, his... the big fat guy in the first one. Right. When they have their naked chase through the conference at the hotel, there are scenes in this one that are that outrageous, <laughs> but even worse. Like yeah. even even more hardcore. And right. We definitely don't want to give that stuff away. No, no. We're, we'll avoid spoilers as much <laughs> as we can. Um, let me ask you this, because you've seen a lot of Borat, it seems like. And you're yeah, familiar this with type this of character. comedy is like my whole world, you know? For sure. Were you surprised by anything in this film in terms of its story and where you end up at the end? Were you kind of, was, did anything throw you for a loop where you were like, oh, I wasn't expecting that? Not really. Were you even expecting it to have a story at all? No, that, I guess the fact that there was a structured kind of story yeah, that, that carried throughout the whole movie, I guess that kind of caught me off guard because the old the show clips, there was never any context. It was just him going around getting people yeah. to be awkward and say, say horrible shit because they think he's foreign, you know? Yeah. And this one, there's all of that is still there. Like the satirical essence behind what he's doing is all still there, but there is like this story. So I guess it did kind of catch me off guard a little bit that there is this kind of really cheesy arc and (laughs) storyline. Yeah. I will say that at least from what I remember from the first film, this one had way more of a plot than the first Borat film. Like this one, I think, definitely had a clear-cut story structure and had an A, B, C like map in terms of where they wanted to end up. And I liked how, I guess the the point C of the story kept changing so much that it was able to push the improv aspect of the movie. So like when you know his because first they're trying to to deliver a gift to the Supreme leader of the United States. <laughs> yeah. A chimp. And then, yeah, a chimp. Uh, that's a porn star in Kazakhstan. <laughs> yeah. Big Tony or whatever. Right. And then the objectives just keep changing and changing. But because of that, it allows sort of the improv moments that we see him interacting with the real world. Those get to kind of naturally shift along with, the plot changing. So that was kind of cool. I really liked that structure. It was almost like it was really organic in terms of, of how it seems to just naturally change as the film progresses. Yeah. There's kind of like this, uh, quantity over quality mentality with this type of movie making, I think. Okay. Like the amount of things that they probably filmed enables them to weave the story after yeah. the fact right because right. you can tell that a lot of the the story you know air quotes storyline scenes between him and his daughter tutar yeah um you can tell that a lot of those were filmed maybe not close to in line with the real documentary or mockumentary kind of footage that they have yeah and that kind of gets me to thinking like they just went out there and did like a bunch of shit and then kind of weaved the whole story into it afterwards and maybe let it kind of right take its own path yeah in terms of what he could get away with yeah that's true i i mean i'm really curious to know what the writing process is for something like this like you said i'm wondering if maybe they just go out and shoot a bunch of things yeah and then they and then they try and put make it make it make sense after the fact yeah yeah, because I kind of um, get the sense that that's how they do it. Yeah, I, more or maybe even like they have somewhat of like a really rough general outline of what they want to do, and then it's a mixture of both, like tweaking things here or there. But either way, like regardless of their methods, to pull something off like this and to have it be coherent in this way is really hard to do. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I for me, anyways. As someone who was like once an aspiring filmmaker, comedy for me is like the hardest thing you can shoot. And this type of comedy, this is like next level. It's it's a different it's it's a different thing, you know. Yeah, it's a total beast like really really hard to tackle. It's like 
going for the amount of line pushing that South Park does. Yeah. But in real life. Right. And somehow getting your your victims, I guess, or your <laughs> you know, the people that you're kind of getting them to to work into it, you know? Yeah. In exactly the way that it would happen in a South Park episode. Yeah. It is. Yeah, no, it's yeah, true. It's, it's, it's a different thing than just like a comedy movie. It's just totally different. Yeah, and the other thing too is like, I guess I can't think of a better word than expose when he's, when he's talking with these real life people, but it's almost like he's not exposing anything because that's who these people are. It's just like they're just being themselves to a broader audience. In some and ways. Like, yeah. So, some of the stuff that he does, I do think people go along with. and might, Just because of that foreigner element? Yeah, because of the foreign and like the, the weird kind of hospitality, foreign hospitality, yeah. awkwardness kind of thing. Right. But, but, but exactly what you're saying is true, too. It's on yeah. it's on like both sides of the spectrum, you know. Right. Oh man. Um let me ask you this before we move on. Did you have a favorite like gag or a favorite moment in the film that uh, really stuck out to you? I mean the I'll just say the like the young kids ballroom cotillion. <laughs> oh my god. Type thing. That was so uncomfortable. And like just the the place he was at and the event he was at, I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, like a like a manners type school thingy. Oh gosh, yeah. But what they pull off there, like the fact that a lot of those people signed waivers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what blows me away. Because almost no, I don't I don't know if anybody is blurred out in that whole sequence. Right. No, I don't think so. And I that think they're all on that there. part of the movie, I was just like, "Oh my god!" You know, <laughs> just "Oh my god!" Cr- cringing, laughing hysterically. It's just <sighs> so far beyond a South Park level of yeah madness. You know, for sure. That part was nuts. And then I gotta say, uh, Maria Bakalova, her, she's her. She blew me away more. I, I know what to expect from Sasha Baron Cohen, and he okay. lives up to it. But, like, the stuff she pulls off yeah. in that same kind of, like, social improv dynamic uh-huh. is insane. <laughs> she made me laugh really, really hard multiple times. And her, like, woman's conference thing at the end... <laughs> like the the Christian ladies conference or whatever that she yeah. like all those people signed off on waivers too like it blows, how do I it get blows a copy my mind dude how do we get a copy of that handbook that they had oh that that handbook is just it's one of the best cinematic props ever created <laughs> oh man and I love that it had like the same essence as the old shows you know like the, yeah the music and the the really cheesy B-roll footage cuts and stuff. Right. I love it. <laughs> it's just so good. Okay, because we're definitely going to talk about Maria Bakalova. But before we do, I'll just say probably some of my favorite moments or one of my favorite moments in the whole film was when he befriends the two gentlemen um, and okay. ends up spending a night at their place or camping out at their place. I like it for a couple reasons. One, because we were talking a little bit before we started. They are who you expect them to be in some ways, and they're not who you expect them to be in other ways. And, like, this film has a weird kind of anthropology underneath what's going on here. And I like that because it doesn't just paint some of these people as, like, black and white. There's a little bit more of a gray area that you wouldn't really so much be able to see unless you were there with them. And I understand that there is that, that element of the, like the relativism because he's portraying this foreigner. And I, I guess I did question that too. I'm like, if this was any other American person, like, would they be down to just bring them home to like, let them, you know, camp out? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. But it's like, they're, 
their standard like cookie cutter right right wing like responses and viewpoints on certain things like you expect but then when they start actually talking about the coronavirus and the way they they explain it to him and talk about it i was just kind of like oh okay this this is something i didn't expect like how they would uh perceive the virus it's very much different from like how they they're painted in the news and stuff how people are painted on certain sides that factionalism yeah and i think it's just almost everything all of it has to do with information flow and and what information people are getting right so so yeah i really appreciated that and i thought it was it was really interesting and and hilarious at the same time wildly hilarious dude there's a as wacky as this film is i think there's there's some actual nuggets uh, that you can take away from that are really uh, meaningful and useful uh both ways bad too yeah. the bad side of that is also true for sure yeah but yeah let's move into to some of this cast because well there's not a whole huge uh cast list but like you mentioned maria bakalova she was fantastic and the fact that they ended up with her was no no coincidence or no uh no happenstance situation they went through like a rigorous casting process for her role. So like, I forget what show Sasha Baron Cohen was on. I think it was, yeah, I can't remember. It was like the late, late show, I think. But anyways, it could have been Kimmel. But um, I guess they went through like 50 plus actors, actresses for the role. Damn. And the number one thing they were looking for was how good are their improv chops? Yeah. And so what they did was they bring them in and he would just sit down and they would improv scenes. Yeah, that's how I so imagine would, the only way you could really do it is to put yeah, them so both would, in the room and let them go wild for a while. Right, so he would he would improv with them in the room. And then I guess step two, they would have to be in character and they would be dropped into a real-world setting and they'd have to be able to interact in that setting and have people believe their character for yeah. a certain amount of time. Like, they had to be able to live in the role. Because that's where the hack lies. Right, it exactly. All, it all lies in if somebody believes that you're foreign, you have broken that little wall exactly. that we're talking about, you know? And they're... Yeah. It's so it's genius, man. Yeah, so they were all, like, <laughs> battle-tested just to make sure that they had the chops, and they ended up with Maria Bakalova, and she is, like, at times, she steals the movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, t- I agree with that 100%. Yeah. She could win win some type of award for this performance oh my god like i love any of the moments where she just goes postal on borat and starts like going off (laughs) yeah so the language stuff when they're speaking yeah what are do you know what they're speaking i have no idea if it's they are speaking a language or if it's like a mishmash of a whole bunch of foreign words (laughs) right (laughs) but there but there is consistency to it yeah you know uh huh. So, like, if you're reading the s- subtitles, like sometimes they'll say the same thing a few times, and the words are the same. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a hard nut to crack. I I imagine it's a, it's it's like a highly improv because she probably she's from Bulgaria, right? I think so. Yeah. She probably speaks uh, a slew of languages. Yeah, she's from Bulgaria. Yeah, maybe yeah, it's, it's just a mismatch of like different Eastern European vowel like sounds and stuff like that. Yeah, and and maybe he's I don't know. Maybe he's throwing <laughs> like Yiddish stuff in there. And <laughs> it's so good though. And it's yeah. so entertaining. And even though you know that it's all rabble, you know, like you right. still believe them, right? Like well, they're still yeah. kind of believable. They just have this like really odd chemistry and you totally buy into the fact that that's his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> even though you know it's absolutely not and yeah and the, you you know that that's not even the main part of the movie right so i mean she, yeah she just absolutely steals the show it's incredible and the amazing thing is this film is already kind of like getting some oscar buzz which is i don't know i wouldn't expect that from this like crazy comedy but i think this film comes out at a time where it's just really important. And I think that their their performances are just I don't see how you she doesn't get a nomination for the kind of performances she gives, including him and I don't know how much of this film was scripted out, 
but how could you not like if there were elements scripted how could that not get a nod it's just it's really hard to pull off well it's like the it dabbles on both sides of like a real interaction and acting yeah so it's it's really impressive and it's hilarious man <laughs> oh gosh i had such a blast <laughs> i like how tom hanks is listed in the credits yeah, they just, like, filmed something at an airport with him. Yeah. <laughs> Huey Lewis, huh? Yeah, his son. A lot of oh. the all of the callback stuff in the beginning was all, like, legit. Yeah. And goes in line with the old show because it's a... I don't know. It's oh, a, I forgot Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> yeah, he changed his name. Yeah. I mean, even some of the real-life people in this in this movie are, like... It's really weird. They're not performing. I like the it's... guy at the at the fax. Oh, at yeah, the copy man. store. I love that. That's like that Cold War text messaging right there. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's so funny. And I like how he was just so down to keep doing it. He's just like, "What do you want to say?" <laughs> yeah, and there was like never never an issue. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it it must be nice to be a foreigner. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, that was another great like moment. I totally forgot about until you brought it up. <laughs> I don't know. You got anything else on some of the characters in this movie? I Quote like, unquote characters. I like, uh, she's not listed anything, but I believe her name is Janice. Yeah. In the movie. Like the voice of reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's really good. And some of her scenes with, uh, Tuta. I was reading really something good. that that he donated like a hundred thousand dollars to to something to her. Yeah. Oh, no, really? To her specifically, yeah. Oh, cool. So yeah, that was pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, because she was like a babysitter. Yeah. So I was reading something like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, what what he's doing is all for the greater good. Right. So that doesn't surprise me at all that they're doing awesome shit like that. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's, this film was so hard to talk about without spoiling anything. Yeah. <sighs> and there's not a lot of characters either. No. So. It's not. A lot this of- article I'm writing, though, I compared him a little bit to Charlie Chaplin in a way. Because yeah. he's, like, on the cutting edge of this social commentary thing. Okay. And he doesn't pull any punches. He does, like, real strict comedy with a really impactful, timely message. And Charlie Chaplin was all about that in his movies, whether he was shooting like modern times during the depression or the great dictator during like the breakout of world war two or the buildup towards it. And I see this being kind of like a distant relative to that. What Charlie Chaplin kind of started in that silent film era. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know anything about Charlie Chaplin's movies. I know of him like as a historical figure, but I don't yeah. think I've ever seen one. It's just like he he brought out he did this art, this comedic art that came out and was a total satirical commentary on his time. Well, that's it's a- like modern times you have, you know, the tramp that's trying to get work at a factory during the Great Depression and just showing how like people end up becoming machines just to to be able to eat every day. And how ridiculous that is. It's like <laughs> just really cutting edge stuff. And I think sometimes you can only achieve that through comedy. The truth you, always lies in the satire, you know? Yeah, for sure. And that's why I compare Sasha Baron Cohen in this film, these types of films, to what Chaplin was doing in like the 20s and 30s. So it's right there. I think he's, he's a master in his own right pulling this off. And I, I just hope he gets the recognition he deserves from it. Yeah, dude. I mean, he's a pretty well-respected res- guy. He, he has, like, legit other acting stuff, too. And then he's got his show. Have you seen his show on Showtime? That's, like, the same same context but different characters that he's created? No. Oh, I think it came it's out. It's not the Ali G show? No, it's called, like, uh, This is America. Oh, really? It's wicked dude oh shit. <laughs> it is like so insane and it's the same hack you know 
Just a bunch of different characters? That he's created, yeah. Oh, man. And it's really funny, man. Yeah, I got to give that a shot. Oh, man. He has like a super, super liberal professor character that he's created. He has like a uh, some type of former military. Oh, shit. Like former Israeli special forces guy. Yeah. He has like a British prison guy who's who just got out of prison after being in prison for a really long time it's insanely funny oh man i gotta check that out i don't want to give too much away but it's insanely funny and it's the same type of thing you know yeah it it all goes back to he figured it out you know (laughs) you got me at the liberal professor it's it's really funny oh shit okay he goes with to uh as that character i believe he goes to kingman arizona and uh-huh. tries to convince the town folk that they're going to build the world's largest mosque. <laughs> oh, God. And just let it sink in, and you can see where it goes from there. It's fucking <laughs> great. Oh, man. Do you think he gets death threats? Well, that's that's the other issue, right? It's like, what's the security like on filming this type of stuff? Because he's, yeah. he gets himself into some pretty dangerous, dangerous situations. Well, here's the thing. So, like, he also talked a little bit about that Giuliani scene. Yeah. And just the fact that he was able to do that, that just seemed like it was something super dangerous because he said they constructed, like, um, like a hideout room within that hotel space. And Giuliani had, like, Secret Service walking around the building. And so Cohen had to, like, sneak in really quickly before they started into that space and then he kind of just breaks out when he has to so like, they filmed they filmed the, the other stuff at a different time obviously yeah but like that would just that would scare the crap out of me to pull off something like that they must have some pretty awesome lawyers you know because yeah I'm, i don't know i'm man. sure the cops are involved yeah at the breakup of a lot of these because <laughs> These full full group pranks that he pulls, you know. Yeah, like could you imagine you as a Secret Service person walking around that building and then finding out that there was someone in the room that you didn't know about that just broke like broke out? Yeah, like those are serious like security breaches, right? That he's getting away with, and I think he just like goes for it, and it's like a total element of surprise thing. Yeah, but they he has to get arrested all the time. Oh, man. Like, if you really think about it, like, if you think about it, the guy's putting his life on the line for comedy. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's risking getting shot by private security, like, a lot in this movie. Yeah, I just don't see how... I mean, it's in the trailer. He freaking runs through. They're having, like, a, a convention, you know? Yeah. And he, like, is running through the common areas of this convention with people everywhere with a girl over his shoulder yeah and then bursts in during mike pence's speech man and i love the disguise he uses to get through through the beginning so good and you can when they're taking him out of there you can like see how serious some of the security guards looks are on their faces oh yeah. yeah like how did he they obviously don't show any of that in the movie but how long of you know, cops and lawyers and stuff. Yeah. After an episode like that happened. Yep. Yeah. It's a logistical nightmare. I'd imagine. No, thanks. And it's totally like guerrilla movie making. Cause it's a live event. And it's like, you only got one, one chance at a lot of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm sure there were a lot of one shot takes in this film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Screw 1917. It's all about this Borat movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Take that, Roger Deakins. So, in terms of that, I guess that's like a... what. Obviously, it's not like our traditional type of movie in terms of the cinematography. No. A lot of it's hitting cam, a lot of it's... It does have a style, though, I'd say. I like that it's... Uh, so, within the whole like mockumentary handheld camera thing, I like how they make it, and like they did with a lot of the earlier stuff, how it's this Cold War documentary kind of thing from the ministry of like Kazakhstan. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I really like that. 
And, you know, every time you see footage of, like, like the early 80s and, like, the late 70s during the Cold War era and things just look dirty, things just look dirty and cold and everything looks kind of run down with, like, some of the footage you see of these, like, European countries. Yeah, like that grayscale shit. Yeah, for sure. I feel like they definitely play into that. And, like, Kazakhstan, the way they portray it, like, it's still stuck within that Cold War era, like, in terms of... It's almost like Borat is a time cap- capsule from that era, and he's, like, brought into the modern day. Like, he doesn't belong. <laughs> well, that kind of gets at this entire other other kind of side to the giant comedy puzzle that he's weaving. Yeah. is Is he's, like, under the guise of these old world ways of thinking... Right. And that is the hack that makes people in the present day totally accept that those are the way he thinks. Right. You know? Yeah. And and I I think uh I think the country of Kazakhstan had a better sense of humor about this movie. Oh yeah. Than they did the first time. I think it was not good the first time, but I wonder if the shots that are supposed to be in Kazakhstan are in that same place in Romania where he filmed the first one. Like, didn't they use some aspect of this film for, like, their travel? Uh, yeah, there's some they, kind of... they did something with it, and they just, like, got on board with, yeah, for with sure. the joke, and that's the way to handle yeah. this yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. all the time. Right. Because nobody it's, knows uh, a goddamn thing about Kazakhstan. It's crazy. It's like this giant mass Yeah. in the middle of Eurasia, and nobody knows anything about it. So that's why you can, like, get away with... Yeah basically any type of character that you cook up you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) so ridiculous i know it's not a huge element of the film like we're going through this like it's some narrative thing but we're doing our best it's not that type of movie you know no it's a different thing there's no score but i love all of this like ethnic music they got going on i love it's so awesome it's got like that gypsy kind of polka yeah for sure vibe and it's hilarious man i yeah, love the i love the music in the movie me too me too it <laughs> it just adds that layer of like authenticity to well and that's like the callback too to the old original episodes yeah on the because, ali g show yeah all the clips are th- that's where all like the where he really created the character when they <laughs> call all that back that's like my favorite parts like the little clips of him driving yeah and things like that. And it just has like the quick little, you know, three second clip of the music. <laughs> and then it cuts to the next scene. Like, I love that shit. Let me ask you, like in the show, where does a lot of the show take place? Like when he's Borat? All over the U.S. So it is still in the U.S. Yeah. And there isn't like a cohesive kind of message on the show because the show went on for a while. I think it was on for like two or three years. Yeah. And there would like every week there would be a few Allie G clips and like the show show. And then right. there would be Bruno and Borat clips in every week. And yeah. Some weeks there might be more or less, but like they were always like a, maybe a seven minute clip or something of that character. So it was much more like a, like a comedy series type of show, you know, and these were gotcha. just like these little hacks that he was figuring out. Yeah, okay. So his character was was meant to be like a fish out of water in America. Yeah, that's yeah. He's, gotcha. He's okay. creating the situation, you know, and on the show you can see where he's like basically but he's always in character too, always back then. <laughs> yeah. But like just just learning how to work in this this weird space that he creates, it's a total fucking comedy hack. It's genius. Yeah, it's so good. This film, like it's I wonder Before, if the LG shows on HBO Max. It probably should be. Yeah, I haven't checked. If it is, though, yeah, I got to go back. But that that new show you said he's on, I'm willing to check that out. That sounds amazing. Oh, the spy show. Yeah, I got like three episodes in. It's pretty slow. Oh no no no! I meant his uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's new comedy show. Oh, that's yeah, his it, drama show that he's in. Um, yeah, the com- It's not too. I think it's like a year old. This is America. On Showtime. Okay, yeah. And it's still going on? I don't know. Okay. I've been out of loop for a little bit. All right. Cool. But I love the score, man. Yeah, me too. Or the, the, the music, you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite parts of his whole character. Really, yeah, really, really fits the mood of the show. I mean, I think we've reached the point of our show where we can start wrapping this thing up. I think we did a pretty decent job of not spoiling too much. Everyone just needs to check it out. If you don't know anything about it, check it out, and you'll laugh your ass off. If you do know what this is all about, this type of comedy, it's exactly as good as you'd expect. Yeah. it's. Uh, I'd say for people who've never experienced Borat at all, this film should definitely pique your interest and want to go back to watch like his old catalog of watch, stuff. Watch it with your parents and see how they take it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, so let's get into love hates here. Let's start with you. Um, what I loved was uh, Maria Bakalova, dude. Okay, cool. She was completely stole it. She's so good. I burst out laughing so many times when she was having her moments in that same kind of space with the yeah. other people. Not necessarily when he was on screen. Yeah, but there was, she she really shined in that situation by herself right that really impressed me like the the women's conference at the end <laughs> it stands out oh, and then man. the whole the whole reporter giuliani situation is just like whew. yeah it's really really awesome i loved her in the movie and then i just love this is my thing man this this type of comedy the amount the level that sasha looks at life like the level of ridiculousness that he sees in normal life. I have yeah. that same type of view that South Park lens. And this stuff is just right up my alley, man. I love it. For sure. Uh, I don't know if I hated anything yeah. ab- about it. I, I can't really hate on it. Yeah. It was right. good. I hate, I hate, I guess the, we all know it's there, but the level of, of evil that does come across yeah, and the and what it makes you think about the current situation. Mm-hmm. But hey, I ain't gonna worry about all that shit too much. Nobody should. Yeah, I'd say this film is just great for laughing your ass off. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good time. Totally. Um, and it does have that element of like if you want to look deeper through the weeds and see what's what's happening if you haven't already seen it. It's uh, it also has that element to it too. For me, the same. I just I love. I love the talent. I love Sasha Baron Cohen, but I also adore Maria Bakalova. She's just, she killed it in this movie and went toe-to-toe with Sasha Baron Cohen and at moments stole the show from him. And everything just worked out. It worked out like her casting, the, the comedy, the improv, the timing of this movie. I think it was genius to bring this out like now. And I like how he does kind of offer up a challenge to be like, you know, use your head, use your brain and see through the rhetoric and the tribalism bullshit and like make up your own mind. Like, yeah, just, you know, that's, that's all it is really. He's not trying to sway you one way or the other. I don't think he's just like, this is what I did. I was like, I created these laughs, but this is the real world and decide for yourself. Yeah. It's yeah. It's the ultimate mirror holding a mirror in the, in the face of a nation, you know? Yeah. So I, I love it for all those reasons. And there, there wasn't anything I could really hate on in this film. I, I definitely enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Like I knew I was going to laugh, but I didn't feel like I was going to enjoy it that much. Like after I just had this like Kool-Aid smile on my face, I just couldn't stop. It was so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. It made me laugh as hard as all the old stuff does, you know? And there's, there's really nothing, Nothing else that anybody does that makes me laugh as hard as the the stuff he pulls off, and and right. am the most blown away by the shit that he pulls off. Yeah, for sure. All right, well let's uh, let's put a grade on this sucker. What do you got? Uh, <laughs> it's it's really hard, but I'm I'm fucking. This is my bag. This is the stuff I'm into. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a five. Oh, okay. I I'm really. Yeah, it's got to be a five. It's too good. <laughs> it's exactly what I expected, but way just as great as all the old stuff that I really cherish. Yeah. That he did back a couple, you know, 15, 20 years ago. 
Right. I, th- I think it's that old. I think it was like at 03 and stuff because I was watching it early in college. But gotcha. Yeah, man. It's it's five bong loads. I laughed so Sweet. hard. I was like, you know, moving and face hurt, stomach hurt. I was laughing so hard and I can't <laughs> I can't take anything away from it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to hold up a mirror and uh, I'm also giving it five buckets of popcorn. I'm trying really hard to poke a hole in this film and there's just there's nothing I didn't like about it. It's uh it's such solid satirical filmmaking. <laughs> I I just I, like I said again, I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. There's like a um, different level of of like scoring things that satire can get to that nothing else can come yeah. close to, in my opinion. No, I think you're absolutely right. I, I guess if you had to like nitpick, you could say the cinematography isn't like worth a full star but then you also have to like in my opinion give them that star back because they're occupying this other type of film world well that and the dabbles other thing you on both sides of reality and right a story you know what you can definitely say is they go for a documentary news reporting style of cinematography and it's very much stylized to fit that and on top of the fact that they have, like you said, no choice to do it that way, but to do it that way. So it's, I can't knock them for that. It's, it's really hard. And it's like, what are you going to give them, you know, short points on story? Cause it's like, cause there's two, right? Right. So they're definitely, they're hitting the nail on the head with the sub sub story and the yeah. overall message. And then the main story is cheesy and perfectly in line with oh, man. him as a character. It's Going almost back like to the stuff he's done in the past. Yeah. Like just the fact that it even has some semblance of a story is a win. And it doesn't have to. And it's still that good. Right. Yeah. The whole movie could have absolutely none of the, the main story and still be that good and make you laugh that hard. Right. But the fact that they throw it in there and then it's like, oh, it's actually pretty good. Right. That it's in there. So, For sure. Yeah. Our- and so, okay, so let's um let's join the five club, dude. Yeah, it's in the 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 five for five club. So, would you recommend the film and who would you recommend the film to? Everybody except kids. It's not really for <laughs> kids. <laughs> I don't think so. Anybody um, who's even if you watch it and and it completely shocks you and disgusts you. Yeah. It's still good that you watched yeah. it for the other right. things. But yeah, kids kids don't need to see the political stuff on top of like the adult <laughs> things that are in the movie. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's uh what else can you say about this movie, man? It's I'll just say so go I wanna say going back to like uh the old one of the scenes that we talked about that we don't want to give away and I'm not gonna give anything away. Yeah. But the like the cotillion school, charm schools, thing, uh huh. Like the dance that they perform. Oh my gosh! Has like this old world kind of like in the same way that the journal, like the 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 father fatherly journal has like this callback to like what you were saying, like these cold world cold war and like these just old really old timey ways of thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. The dance that they perform, like, kind of fits. If you did believe, like, that that was something that someone celebrated in a culture, which isn't out of the question at all. Yeah. And it is just, like, it's it's just so funny and so insane on so many levels. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, like I said, everything works so well together. It all just meshes really well together. To create this like really bizarre, like charming <laughs> improv narrative, whatever this thing is, it's so weird. It's hard to pinpoint, but it. I had a blast. I just, it was so much fun. Hardest I've laughed in probably five years. No joke. <laughs> For whatever reason, I just remembered the line in the beginning where <laughs> he's talking about America and how they had like this evil dictator, and then he goes Barack Obama. Yeah. 
I mean, you can take any 10-minute clip in a movie like this, and it's it's hilarious. <laughs> You're just bursting out laughing. Oh, shit. Yeah. I can definitely go back and rewatch this and just laugh you should, my face off You again. should try and go back and watch the old old ones if they're available. Yeah, I'll just have to browse Because they're really YouTube. good. I'm sure they're all on there. It's kind of like just this... There's like this... There's like this weird little improv zone that certain shows have gotten to, like Reno 911, I think, was, yeah. a, was a show that had kind of hit the nail on the head with like this improv little zone yeah. that you can get into that he's kind of like mastered. Right. And it's just so good to watch. There's nothing like it. Yeah. The oh, ability man, well, to stay in character is just, yeah. it's insanely impressive. <laughs> Well, yeah, my hat's off to him. He uh, pulled off what I would say on the the start to be, like, impossible. Well, just think of how big of a success the first one is, and they even play that up in this movie, how he can't be Borat and go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> because everybody knows who he is. They even have his costume in the freaking Halloween Well, yeah, store. even that. Even that, like, they're able to weave into the plot. And they, they still pulled it off. Right. So it's that's, like, a great example of just how genius this all is to be able to work that character into this somehow narrative it's insane (laughs) it's so well done and of course if he's walking down the street as borat people are gonna bum rush him like it's but yet they still found a way to do it so it's when it's genius when when they said borat 2 was coming out that's the first thing my mind went to i was like well shit did he how did he pull it off right you know what i mean because i thought when he created his new show on uh showtime i thought that was where he was gonna start crafting all of his new characters and building everything again yeah and then when they said borat was out i was like damn how's he gonna pull it off you know right and he totally did yeah he did it (laughs) i don't know if he can do it a third time but the second time worked like a charm it was great oh man well i had a great time yeah it was a blast go watch it (laughs) it's on amazon prime if on you, Amazon if Prime. If you got that, I don't think there's a way to buy it no, if you I don't, don't so. have Prime. So it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's worth checking out. But that's all we got. It was just, in a nutshell, a really fun film to watch, really high quality, and you're watching like cutting-edge comedy with Sasha Baron Cohen and what he's got brewing in his films. It's amazing. But that's it, man. That's... Uh, in episode 45 of the buff and the blazer and we talked about borat subsequent movie film go check it out it'll bring a smile to your face we're gonna hopefully be able to release this on election day yeah for everyone to enjoy kind of get your minds off of the madness so and whatever happens on election day just be chill about it and chill the fuck out people (laughs) turn the news off for like two weeks all right yeah be mellow. Hopefully we get breath. some like crazy cold weather. That's what I'm hoping for, that it gets cold <laughs> and fucking snows or something and everyone is just like has to deal with Mother Nature instead of all this pent-up madness. Chill yeah. out, everybody. Just chill the fuck out. Yeah, PSA from the Buff and the Blazer. But stay safe, everybody, and have the best week that you can, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.